Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations. Good morning, good morning, good morning. If you were not on JoyNet Radio, we were listening to um, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King and um, just enjoying this moment, this time with him. And... um, just trusting what um, his legacy has left for us. Like that was big for me. Um, That was really big for me. Um, That was Where Do We Go From Here by Martin Luther King. So happy MLK Day. If you don't know uh, who Martin is or what Martin meant to the history of our legacy, of our heritage, of who we are, I wouldn't be sitting in this studio right now if it had not been for Dr. Martin Luther King. So I am eternally grateful. I will always be grateful. And I am just, man, I'm just glorifying him. I'm just grateful for just just history. And I've been studying him the last couple of days and some facts of, facts of things that I didn't know about him, some things that how young he was, the fact that he never did the 12th grade, that Morehouse had a... Um, had a test that if 11th graders could pass the test, Morehouse would allow them to attend Morehouse College. So essentially he didn't do the ninth grade. Martin Luther King didn't do uh, the 12th grade. He went into Morehouse College. He graduated at 15. He went in at 15. He was done, I think around 18. He was moving so fast all according to his purpose, all according to what God called him to do. We know that he had a Nobel Peace Prize. He was one of the youngest individuals with the Nobel Peace Prize. And even though we were sad to see him go, I really believe that his assignment, that he set and fulfilled his assignment here on earth, and then what would happen or who would come next would be all of those that we would see come out. So today we take a moment to pay homage to Dr. Martin Luther King and uh, this MLK day that most people use for rest. We're not gonna use for rest. We're gonna use this day to honor him with absolutely everything. So if you don't have any MLK traditions today, I think you should establish some MLK traditions. One of the things that my boys and I do is we sit and we watch um, um, some MLK footage and history and we talk about those things and why and how significant and how important this is and how important this has been to their freedom so let's celebrate him and um know that this man moved according to purpose he moved according to purpose and if you don't know that know that today that he moved according to purpose So if I could sing, I would sing Let Freedom Ring, but I can't sing. So let's get started today. We are talking about, we've been on this track, right? We've been in the word. We've been um, 
discussing um, having the mind of Christ. We dealt with low self-esteem. We're still kind of dealing with low self-esteem. Today, I want to talk to you about harvesting the words of my, of your mouth. And if you are YouTube Live, Facebook Live, or Instagram Live, do me a favor and share the video right now. If you do not have the JoyNet app, I need you to go get that JoyNet app. I also need you to do me a favor. I need you to pause right now and go subscribe to the Coffee and Conversations YouTube channel. Go subscribe to the Real Talk with LMJ YouTube channel and also follow the Real Talk with LMJ podcast. We have some guests coming up that I just don't want you to miss. We're going to be talking about some hot topics amongst women like waist training um, and other things that we've been doing into our bodies, high heels, uh, our optimal living in our best and our optimal health. We're going to be talking about those on Real Talk with LMJ. So I don't want you to miss, if you missed last week, we were there with Barry Brewer. And uh, ladies, don't forget Tuesday Bible study. Man, it was crazy last week. We packed that room out. So I want to extend the invitation. If you're not in the group, Coffee and Conversations, uh, ladies Bible study, get in that group. There's access to that group on our page. We'll also do a live video at 12 noon uh, with the broadcast. So make sure you get there as well. Uh, if you're not on Facebook, these are coming up on the Facebook screen. Don't forget we're Pillow Talk LA, right outside of LA this week. And I'm super excited. So today we're going to be talking about harvesting the words of your mouth. And we're going to focus a little bit on complaining. And last year, week when we talked about self, low self-esteem, I think it's only befitting that we talk about the words that have come out our mouths, the words that people have spoke on us, and how we harvest the words of our, our mouths. So I have a question for you this morning. What if every word you said yesterday, what if every word you said yesterday is going to determine what happens to you today. Let's pray and prepare our hearts and minds for the, for the word today. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for the word today. We thank you, Father God, for teaching us how to rightly divide the word. We thank you, Father God, that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart are acceptable in your sight. Father, we pray and thank you for Dr. King and his heritage and his lineage and how he set the course for us to be able to do so many different things, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing on this devotional today. We Thank you, Father God, that we operate not in our own strength, Lord God, but that we operate in the strength of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Father God, that the words of our mouths be acceptable in your sight. You are our strength. You are our redeemer. Now, Holy Ghost, go do what only you can do in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you're just logging on, if you're just tuning in, if you're just tapping into uh, YouTube, we are talking about harvesting the words out of our mouth. What if the very words that you said yesterday are determining what's going to happen to you today? That's big. That's really big to think about. That's really big. Stuff. What if everything that I said yesterday, what if everything I said yesterday sets the course for how I live today? And sometimes people think, um, Sometimes people think that their words or what they're saying means absolutely in nothing. And I'm telling you that your words mean everything. Uh, the law of attractions, uh, the law of attraction, the law of first mention, all of these things that, that we see and that we've heard spiritually, what you say. And I don't think we even recognize that some of the things are how loose we are in our conversation and how we just choose to say almost anything. And the Lord is cautioning us, 
cautioning us this morning that every word you say, every word you say, and I want to show you some things, even in complaining, if you're not on Facebook and you get a chance, shoot over to Facebook real quick um, to the page, because there are going to be some things popping up on the screen that I think that are going to help you. I don't even think we realize how loose we are with our words, how we spoke, how we accept sickness, how we talk about whether or not we have a common cold. I think I've shared with you guys before, I don't believe in being sick. So when my body has something coming against it, I never ever, yep, the sickness is there, yep, the sickness is real, but I never spend a lot of time talking about that sickness. As a matter of fact, I say my body needs to take a healing. And I really believe, right? I really believe if the Lord wasn't, um, if he wasn't worried or concerned about what comes out of our mouths, then he would have never, ever, ever said some of the things that he said in the scripture about our mouths. For example, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Whatever you loose out your mouth, whatever you bind, and this is in the scripture, the, the, the angels, heaven comes in alignment with whatever you bind, with whatever you loose, whatever you set in motion. Heaven's gonna come in agreement with your words. So what words have you set in motion that heaven is coming in agreement with? Sometimes we frustrated with our children, frustrated with our marriage, frustrated with our finances, frustrated with what, how we see ourselves or how other people see us, frustrated because we're not moving up at work, we're not getting the promotion, we're not in position. But the reason that we are the way we are is because we've been harvesting the words of our mouth. We're not cautious about what we come about. The, the, the angels in heaven is taking notes of every little word that we say. Every little word that we say is significant for by your words, you will be acquitted. And by your words, you will be condemned. We can pause right there. We can pause right there. Like we can pause right there if we don't pause anywhere else. We can take that chapter in Matthew. We can take the chapter in Matthew, the 12 verse and say, oh my God, oh, oh, oh my God. By your words, you will be acquitted. And by your words, you will be condemned. By the words that come out your mouth, your words are going to harvest for you. Your words are going to harvest for you. Your words are getting ready to create a significant harvest for you. So what are you saying about the situation? I know a situation or a circumstance can be presenting so much, but I'm telling you, do not allow words to come out your mouth that do not align with what the word of God saying. It's not word, word, what the word of God saying. You're going to have to be clear. Christ is clear in saying this. He says, whatever you bind, whatever you bound, whatever is bound on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. He wouldn't have said these things to us if those things didn't mean something significant. And people will tell you, oh, I don't believe that. Or, oh, you can't call in your harvest. Or, oh, you can't set your future by the words that you come out your mouth. But Christ is sitting here speaking and saying, all right, whatever you decide, whatever you let loose, whatever words come out, these words are so important. And those words are going to determine those words are going to determine a whole lot of what you say, what you do, what goes on around you. You're going to harvest those words out your mouth. You're going to harvest those words. You're harvesting the words with your mouth. You're speaking life and death. We know Proverbs 18, 21 says the power of life and death is in the tongue. So you're speaking life and death. You're speaking life and death. You set the tone for your day. So whatever is happening to you today perhaps came from whatever you said yesterday.
whatever's happening in your relationships, whatever you're seeing in promotion, whatever is going on in your environment, how you feel about yourself perhaps came from your words. If you're someone who's been battling sickness, how you talk and address this sickness means everything. I don't take, one of my friends taught me something. I was struggling with an ulcer at one point in my life. And I kept saying my ulcer, she said, that is not your ulcer. My sinus cavities, my cold, this, she said, that is not yours. Stop taking possession of something that doesn't belong for, to you. If he was already bruised for your iniquities, if he was already chastised for your peace, then why would you be taking on something that does not belong to you, that doesn't belong to you? God didn't create you to operate in sickness and disease. As a matter of fact, he said the complete opposite. So think about this as you're going throughout the day. Somebody said, can I delete what I said after the Patriots beat the KC Chiefs? The rest of the day was worldly respectable. Man, I'm just telling you, every word we say, even things that we say in casual conversation is significant. It's significant. A lot of times we'll say, though, we don't think, oh, we say, oh, I'm just playing or, oh, I'm just joking or, oh, I just didn't mean that out of the abundance of the mouth right? It's coming from the heart. Whatever's in that heart is speaking out your mouth. So those things that you're saying are not just little jokes. They're significant. They're really significant. James starts talking to us about who can tame the tongue. And then he says, says something so significant. How is it that bitter and sweet waters run out your mouth? How is your bitter and sweet waters run out your mouth? And so that's so significant to what's going on. How can you be complaining one minute and blessing the Lord the next? How can you be cussing somebody out? For those of us that have been dealing with cussing, how, how can you be cussing someone out one minute and then praising the Lord the next? Sometimes uh, social media make us look so schizophrenic. One minute we blessing the Lord. Next thing minute we telling somebody off. And we think that that's transparency. We'll say, oh my gosh, I'm just being transparent. But that's not the kind of transparency. That's not the kind of transparency that the Lord is calling us to. That's not what he wants us to say. That's not what he wants us to do. As a matter of fact, I'm going to show you a few scriptures. Well, there's something specific that I wanted to deal with, with you today. And that was about complaining. Um, getting in a position, being in a position to complain. We don't even realize that we're complaining or know that we're complaining. We think complaining is, um, it's a frustration that comes with complaining. Even when something is to our dissatisfaction, we do not have to do it from a place of complaining, a place of murmuring about it. As a matter of fact, the scripture says, do everything without murmuring or complaining. Do everything without murmuring or complaining or arguing. So then why have we set our mouths to complain about the people around us, complain about our finances, complain about our situation? We know what complaining did for the children of Israel. We know what complaining did for the children of Israel. It left them in the wilderness longer than they were supposed to be because instead of releasing positive words, instead of thanking the Lord for what he had already done, instead of being grateful, instead of operating in gratitude, they were in a position where they were constantly complaining to the Lord about different things, complaining about different things. That's what they were doing, complaining. We will complain and we don't even realize we complain. We have comments about our boss. We have comments about our pay. We have comments about instead of getting in position and praying about it, right? We're in a position and we're frustrated and we're complaining. And the Lord has already told us, no, 
I need you to do me a favor. I need you to do everything without com complaining. I need you to do everything without murmuring. I need you to do everything without fussing. And some of us have made it such a natural component of who we are that we've been operating in it for way too long. We've been operating and we don't realize that we're harvesting the words of our mouth. So you haven't moved into promotion because you've been complaining about your boss. He isn't fair. He doesn't like me. That's complaining. Well, I'm just presenting the truth. I was, I was talking to somebody the other day and they told me that they were like, that's just the truth. Presenting the truth doesn't have to be in a negative con connotation. Philippians tells us if it's true, if it's pure, if it's noble, if it's admirable, those are the things that we are to think on. Those are the things that we are to say. What we are not supposed to be saying or what we are not supposed to be doing is constantly in a place where we're criticizing and complaining. Y'all go back and look at that definition and ask yourself and be real. Like ask yourself, where have I been complaining? Where have I been putting myself in a position to complain about the things around me? Examples, um, mentioning my sickness in a way. Complaining occurs when there's no solution. If you're talking about it and there's no solution, then you're complaining. Complaining about it occurs when there's no solution. And I'm going to talk to you about the different types of complainer. I don't think we're going to get into that today, but I want you to understand or know what the different, the three different types of complainer, complainers, according to psychology.com. Ephesians 4 and 29 tells us, let no corrupt talk come out your mouth but only such as it is good for building up as for the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Let no corrupt communication come out your mouth. That's what the word says. So then why do we continuously let corrupt communication come out our mouth? And perhaps what we're seeing manifest in our life today what we're seeing manifest in our life today is the seeds that we planted with our words yesterday. So pause for a second. Pause for a second. Think about all your words you released yesterday. Were you gossiping? Were you talking about somebody? Were you complaining? Were you talking about how your lack of money, which you didn't have? Were you talking about how your children weren't acting right? What words did you set in tone for your what mouth? Let the words of my mouth, that's something I confess every day because I used to struggle with my mouth. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord. Let, your word, let my words line up with your words. Let my words, well, the only way that your words are going to line up with his words, and I'm just being real, is that you get more word in you. You cannot keep trying to fight this thing in the flesh or you're going to keep operating in the same capacity that you've been operating in. And the reason that you're going to keep operating in that same capacity is because your words, your words are all over the place. And the reason that your words are going to continue to be all over the place is because you don't have enough words in you. You're only going to harvest and pull those things out of your mouth, right? Those things that are going to come up out of your heart that are going to flow out of your mouth are only going to be the things that are embedded, that are embedded in your heart, the things you believe. You say what you believe. You say what you believe. It does not take me long to sit around someone and to understand what they truly, really believe about themselves, what they truly, really believe about God. Now, let me tell you something. Words also have a power and an authenticity to them. So if you are just saying someone something and someone has a discerning or a gifted ear, they are going to know whether or not your words 
have power to them. Words with power, when they are filled with conviction, words with power that are filled with conviction, bring a certain conviction to the person, to the hearer, as well as to the sender. And I know some of you are like, well, even if I don't believe it, I should speak about faith. True, true. But it will resonate. You You will understand that you believe it. You'll, you'll quit saying, I'm just believing something. When, when it's resonated, when it's a truth that lasts and that is positioned in your heart. So let no corrupt communication. It didn't say, it said let no corrupt communication. It said do everything without, it said do not murmur and complain. It wasn't like an option. It wasn't like an option. Yeah, that's how I felt, uh, Vanessa. That's how I felt too this morning. I had this going on in my spirit since 2.30 this morning. God starts showing me this at 2.30 in this morning. Do not, He, he and, and this is how he woke me up. He said, ask the people, what are the first things that you say out your mouth? What are the, those first set of words that you say? I usually wake up thanking him or blessing him or praising him or rebuking the devil if I felt like I've been in warfare. But what are those first? Because whatever those first words that you're saying out of your mouth is what you're getting ready to harvest for the rest of the day. That's what you're going to harvest for the rest of the day. This is what you're going to harvest for tomorrow. When you're usually running into really pessimistic people, the reason that the day and their tone is the way is probably because what they let out their mouths. It's, it's probably what they let out of their mouths. So go back to what Matthew says when it says, for by your words, you will be acquitted and by your words, you will be condemned. So your words are going to acquit you. They're going to cancel stuff out or your words are going to condemn you and condemn the situation. And so I, I, I'm not asking you to lie. I'm, and the Lord is not asking you to lie. And that's even things like complaining, but this complaining thing. When the Lord showed me that this morning, what complaining really was and what complaining really looked like, I was my, like, my God, I had to get into repenting for complaining and not even realizing that I was complaining. Not even realizing that I was complaining, but in a state of complaint about what things are. Now, you are supposed to take your complaints to God, but it's differently. It's with the solution. It's Lord, I need you to help me from this situation. It's not, it ain't worked out. Well, how long am I going to be suffering? How long is this going to take? That's complaining. That's complaining. That's complaining. Well, when is this going to manifest itself? That you, you have to watch those things. You have to become tender to those things. Because if you don't become tender to, to those things, you'll find yourself in a situation where the words of your mouth are tricking you. Set a guard, oh Lord, over over my mouth, keep watch over the doors of your lips. There's a reason that the word that, that the psalmist was saying that. Set, set a guard, set a guard over my mouth, keep watch over the doors of my lips. There's a reason that the psalms were saying this because he knew that he was gonna write a check that he wasn't willing to cash by these words flowing out of his mouth. This seems so elementary, but it's so necessary. And so if you've been struggling with low self-esteem, it's really probably probably because a word that was spoken over you. It's probably something that was spoken over you, something that told you you weren't going to be great, something that told you you were not going to um, succeed. It may be a word that you spoke over yourself. You may have cursed your finances years ago and never dealt with it. You might have said to yourself, I'm always going to be broke. You might call in broke more than you call in your harvest. 
You might have said something like, I'm never going to be married. Come on, Holy Ghost. You might have said something like, I'm never going to succeed. You might have said something like, I'm never going to have this. You might have said something like, I'm always going to be in this situation. Those might have been the words that you released over your situation. And you keep trying to figure out like why you can't extend or reach beyond this word. And it's because the angels in heavens heard your word. You bound those words to you. You bound those words to you. You put those words in. You might have said something about your kids. Very careful about what I say about my kids. I haven't always been. I had to repent to my older sons. Very careful about what I say about my kids. Very careful about how I address things they don't do correctly. Why? Because I was at the worst of this. And the Holy Spirit had to show me, had to show me, right? Had to show me how bad I was with the words of my mouth. He was like, look at how you're addressing even their mistakes. So if they make a mistake, Lakeisha, then you don't put yourself in a position to focus or call them bad. You talk about the behavior or the incident or what happened. God, that's how, that's why people confuse all the time or people start browbeating people and they're like, oh my gosh, you've sinned and da, 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 da. God loves the sinner. It's the sin he hates. God loves the sinner. It's the hidden sins he hates. Daphne, we get ready to uproot some words. That's what the Lord told me. That was the word of the Lord to cause crop failure to come to those words, to rescind those words, to re render those words null, void, useless, and brought to no effect. Can I tell you something? Even the things that you say about people can affect you. If you don't want nobody talking about you, don't talk about nobody else. Me and my whole team is on this right now. Me and my whole team is on this right now. If you don't understand why somebody is doing something, don't put your mouth on them. Don't do anything but pray for them. Me and my, I'm talking about me, my whole team and I are on this right now. We're on what comes out of our mouth. We're on talking about people. We're on talking about our nation. We're on talking about our president. Like instead of everything, we're choosing to put words of prayer in place. We're allowing God to circumcise our hearts. If we don't get what someone else is doing, then we're, we're taking that opportunity and time to pray. We are, my whole team is on, I'm cautioning them. We had to repent, like even funny jokes. And there's actually a scripture that talks about joking, coarse joking. There's a scripture that talks about coarse joking and how we're not supposed to use coarse joking. So I want to show you, I'm going to talk to you a little bit and we're going to, we're just going to check through this. God is grooming us for kingdom. God is preparing us. God is pulling us out of low self-esteem. Um, we're going to talk about not being able to receive criticism, right? Or correctly criticism and how overly sensitive we may be to receiving criticism. Well, the reason that you're probably over sensitive to to criticism is probably because of some words that were spoken over you very early. It's probably not your fault. It's probably not your fault, but in that, that doesn't mean that you get a chance or a situation to continuously operate and look, set a guard over my mouth, Lord, keep watch over the doors of my lips. Set a guard over my mouth. If you don't take nothing but one scripture today, set a guard over my Lord, mouth, Lord, and keep watch over the doors of my lips. Holy Spirit, some of y'all gonna need some, I had to have the Holy Spirit help me with this. I couldn't do this by myself. I couldn't do this in my own, my own strength. My, 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 my mouth was calling crop failure in my marriage, crop failure in the relationship with my kids, crop failure in my finances, crop failure in every situation. If you go back and look at the root of the things that are happening around you, I promise you, you can trace it 
to some words you've said. I promise you, you can trace it to some words you said. I promise you can. I promise you, everything going around you can probably be traced to a word you said or a word someone said you. It can be traced to it. It can be traced to it. Words set the atmosphere. If they didn't, the Lord would have never said what he said. He told them, he said, you brood of vipers. He said, how dare you? You are sitting around here. You, you a bunch of snakes. Y'all sitting around here acting pious and uppity. But look at what's coming out your mouth. You're going to harvest the words of your mouth. The children of Israel harvested the words of their mouth. You can be complaining so subtly and not realizing, complaining about your salary. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow about how to find your gratefulness, even in the midst of a messed up situation. Your complaints, your words you speak in are setting the tone for absolutely everything. So let's get a word of prayer in. We're, we're just about out of time. Let's get a word of prayer in. Father God, we thank you for bringing, Father God, right now to our to our remembrance. We thank you, Father God, for bringing us into a season of correction where you're grooming us, Lord God. Father God, we speak crop failure off any and over any negative words that we've spoken over ourselves or about anybody else, over our children, over our money, and anything that we don't remember or we don't recognize. Holy Spirit, bring it back to our remembrance. Father God, we rescind those words. We call them null, void, useless, and brought to no effect. Holy Spirit, help us in our everyday speech. Help us in our everyday language. Let us choose the right words to say. Let us choose the right words to say. Let us unpluck all that negativeness up. We thank you, Father God, for showing us in your word how important it is for us to speak, how important it is for us to choose the right words in Jesus' name, amen. Well, y'all know how I feel about y'all. I love y'all. And you know what I'm about to tell you? Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Don't forget, get tapped in. So I see LakeishaMJohnson.com. Get a part of the, the Coffee and Conversations. You need YouTube channel, Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. Get Real Talk with LMJ Podcast. Let this word permeate in your spirit today so that you can walk into the fullness of who and what God called you to be. And we'll see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.